Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. What's up, everybody? This is John. And I'm Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. Kevin, my friend, it's good to see you again. How's it going? <laughs> it's, it's great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm over here rocking my Atlanta Brave shirt, mourning the fact that we're not watching some live baseball on the television screen right now. We're still um, on a COVID-19 lockdown. We hope all of you at home are safe and sound, washing your hands, hugging a loved one that lives in your house for the last 14 days only. And... Uh, <laughs> well, and Kicking back with a cold one and listening to some Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger with us. So what type of cold one are you enjoying? Right now, I am drinking what I like to assume was going to be St. Arnold's Beer of the Summer for summer music festival season. It's called Headliner. It's a delicious blonde ale. It's excellent. That sounds just up my street. How about you? Um, I am sipping on a little Four Roses small batch. Ooh. Uh, Rocks, of course. Naturally. (laughs) The, oh, I wish you could see. I wish you could see this glass. The outside of it's all frosty. Mm. Yeah, extra cold. That's how I like it. Well, kids, when last we talked, things were actually looking okay for Kurt and the gang. Um, our last episode. We saw Kurt go from zero to hero in his training with Sien. We also <laughs> witnessed the first sparks of romance between Kurt and Sien's niece and local business owner, Miley. Um, back at the hospital, Eric Sloan, Kurt's brother, who was paralyzed in an unsanctioned fight with the Thai champ, has recovered enough <laughs> to sexually harass nurses and leave the hospital. He's back in the groove. And just as Miley seemed to be making her own move on Kurt by inviting him on an after-lunch stroll, Tien says that Kurt will be otherwise indisposed because they're going to a special place, Kevin. Yeah, let's talk about the special place. What an absolutely amazing, even pivotal scene to kick off an episode. Dude, right? I mean, this scene is the centerpiece of the film. I was going to ask if, if it's your favorite scene, but I think it's it probably, has to be. It's if, like yeah. every movie, every one of these movies that we talked about, I feel like has had that scene. That's like, this is the scene. This is the moment. This is your meatball sub scene from a uh, point break. This is your Utah. Give me two from point break. This is your Ellis scene from die hard. This is that moment. It's all been building to this moment <laughs> that just makes you makes your jaw drop. And you say, what the fuck am I watching right now? My eyes, they deceive me. They betray me. <laughs> Let's get into it, dude. Let's get, get into it. <laughs> Zian takes Kurt to a bar where Freddie Lee 
and his uh, his main henchmen and a bunch of other assorted goons are all hanging out. Yeah, it's sort of like a generic-ish looking motorcycle bar, but... Um, but it seems in, to be out in the sticks Yeah, still. like out in the boonies. Well, everything, I feel like. It's accessible by boat. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, wherever they're supposed to be is the boondocks. Um, Van Damme, if we can just... <laughs> talk for a moment about wardrobe again is what rocking as ever some some pleated pants the highest waisted pants that have ever been made his black cowboy boots which we've seen before and the pièce de résistance <laughs> is this fucking weird racer back suspender tank top <laughs> thing it's so weird it's got like yeah i've never seen I've, I've not seen a dude wearing a racerback tank top probably ever and then it's got the it's like either clips or clasps or like adjustable little i think it's adjustable hardware on the front where you Based can on the like, size of your pecs and traps well i guess when you're ripped as shit you wear a shirt like that i don't know because you still got to show those muscles off i have no idea but it's it's memorable <laughs> But just like looking around, it's it's a weird. There's like R and B playing. There's one couple so dancing. dancing. The bar is like open to the outdoors because the river is right there, which is kind of a cool feature, I guess. Yeah, but it's, it's like you can pull your your boat right in. Yeah, it's and cool. then yeah, and then Freddie Lee now is sporting some sort of multicolored striped silk shirt. <laughs> and everyone, everyone's given, uh, everyone's given Curtin Z and the stink eye. Yeah, right when they roll in there, um, but they 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 saddle up. Uh, Zian just immediately starts ordering drinks. He's right. got, he shoves a, a drink in front of Kurt says, tells him to drink it. Yeah. He, he takes that shot and uh, Zian tells him it's translates to a kiss of death. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt doesn't seem to enjoy the first one so much. He's like, and ah, why would hot. you? It's hot. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> maybe it's just fireball or something. Yeah, maybe so. But they, uh, there's a some time. There's a time lapse uh, cut. It looks like. I mean, how many shots do you think the guys have had? The table like is full of empty glasses. Six, seven a piece, maybe eight. Let's yeah, let's see. Because there are also these like little like carafes, like mini carafes. So maybe they each would get like four shots per carafe and they've got a few of those. Oh, man, I don't know. I thought Van Damme was pretty decent at acting drunk. Yeah, but I love it that it's at this point where they're however many shots in that he asks what they're drinking. And <laughs> and, that, and, I'm, and I'm wondering. Is it is only it, then? And I, yeah. And so I'm wondering, uh, is this the first time he's asked or is he so drunk that this is the fifth or sixth <laughs> time he's asked that he just doesn't remember? He's fucking blackout, dude. <laughs> um, so Zian asks Kurt if he can dance, and he's yeah, like, well, Dan. he's like, yeah, like disco. He's like, and uh, yeah, Kurt tells him he's good. I'm good. That's confidence. <laughs> so, so Zian says he wants to see just how good he is. He sort of drags him out on the dance oh floor, God, grabs shit. a girl from Gets by the jukebox, real. and drags her over. They. Uh, they start dancing a little bit, you know, and then Kurt signals to another woman who's clearly with a guy like, come on and join the party. <laughs> oh, God. The song is sort of this weird, straight up like James Brown ripoff. Yeah, it's, the song um, is called Feeling So Good Today by Bo Williams. I'm feeling so good thinking Dude, about I this Dude, I am feeling so good just <laughs> thinking about this shit. I mean, this, as we said, this is like the most iconic scene from the film. I gotta oh, think. Oh, the dancing. The uncoordinated gyration of the highest degree. It is just... <laughs> how would you... Des- yeah, how do you describe this? Sort of well, his da- just rhythmless, <laughs> like 
hackneyed, weird, like bent over sort of air guitar sometimes, like hip gyrations. And oh, there's a little like pelvic thrusting. It's just, I feel like it all, most of his moves seem predicated on like just swinging his hips back and forth. Fuck yeah, that's hot. Nice. <laughs> uh, meanwhile... This is happening, but meanwhile, Zian is going around. He's whispering in the other guy's ears in the bar. Yeah, we start to get the up and down looks from Freddie Lee and company and all these <laughs> guys in the bar. Like, <laughs> You're getting a lot more evil eyes. But now, <laughs> once Kurt starts doing splits... <laughs> you go too far, sir. That's the locals the go- have had quite the goons, the goons have decided they have seen enough. <laughs> I don't know if it's a cultural thing or if it's just annoying behavior, but a split to me... A split to me would seem like the least threatening romantic overture a person could do, right? They can't have him disrespecting the bar like this. Do you think that a split maybe in Thai culture at that time meant I want to make it? It's the same as a middle finger. It's I the same as it. a... I want to make it with your woman. It's universal sign language. So yeah, I guess it's like after split number seven, he gets attacked. That's it. The guys have seen enough. They come at him one at a time. A big old stereotypical action movie bar fight breaks out, but Kurt is just whipping ass on all challengers. Not bad for a dude who's supposed to be drunk on kiss of death. Yeah. There's a lot of like roundhousing, lots of flying split kicks, which he uses <laughs> to knock out two guys at once, which oh, is dude, awesome. Incredible. Um, this one guy grabs a, a bottle or grabs a glass. He breaks it over the bar and then they I, cut to a shot and he's just empty handed again and, and Kurt kicks him in the head. Maybe he threw it. We just didn't see it. I like the one guy who decides that his most effective attack is just going to be to pick up a table and just hold it. And then Kurt <laughs> kicks the table and it knocks the guy out into the river or whatever. Well, I'm I'm bugging about the fact that Freddie Lee's lieutenant gets up to, I guess, kill Kurt. With some with, throwing yeah. knives that he keeps in his jacket. Very distinctive knives, uh, like sort of a, what a bronze handle with a little yeah, red and like blue a brass handle with some like inset or glass yeah. or not a precious stone, but it's those are cool looking knives. But he's gonna kill Kurt. That's the that's the take home. And Freddie Lee stops him. Yeah, yeah. But why throwing knives? Why not carry a gun? Maybe it's illegal to carry a gun and not illegal to carry knives. But Maybe I don't, so. These guys don't seem like they take the law very seriously either. They own the law. They pay the, the <laughs> law off. I am the law. <laughs> I am the law. I am the law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. We'll have to get to that one one day, too. Yeah. That movie um, sucks, but anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, as you say, as Hinchman, he goes for that set of knives, and Freddie Lee stops him. Then that's that's when Kurt uh, executes one of the most ludicrous moves I've ever seen, which is just that jumping split where he apparently knocks out two dudes on either side of him. I'm a fan. Uh, There's no way those guys were anywhere close to actually being hit by that move. I mean, I don't know that you could. I don't know that that move could physically actually work either. If your legs are really strong, I think it could. Maybe. And if you can jump high enough. But um, then Kurt plops back down. It takes one last shot. Yeah, to finish his kiss of death. <laughs> That's when one particularly uh, tattooed shirtless tough guy walks up and like sort of puts his hands down on the tabletop. And then <laughs> Kurt fucking finishes him off by like whipping his arms out from under him where he falls flat on the table and then sort of double palm striking the sides of his head. He's learned a lot from Zian in a very short time. Yes. 
I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of this scene too. <laughs> you always, it's always nice to have a bar fight in a oh, film. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And this is a, it's a good one because this one has like a lighthearted vibe to it. Despite the, the undercurrents of attempted murder on behalf we got that, of, <laughs> we've got that jaunty feeling so good today song playing throughout. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, afterwards then, Kurt is, he's looking around the bar for Zian. Where the hell is Zian? And he's, Zian has stepped outside. He's talking to Freddie Lee about booking a fight. He's like, you know, you see how good my kid is here. He, he embarrassed your young fighters. Like, why don't you put him in a match against some of your real fighters? This is like that, that Miyagi versus Crease moment in the dojo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're we're going to face the, off at the <laughs> tournament. Put your kid up against my kid. So Freddie Lee sort of just gives a nod and leaves. Um, Freddie Lee was played by an actor called Ka Ting Lee, mm-hmm. but none of the voice that we hear in this film is him. Right. This is the first time we've really heard him talk in the film. So this is, uh, this is why I bring it up now. Right. But he was voiced by Jim Cummings, right? Legend Jim Cummings. Yeah. God, he's yeah. awesome, man. So uh, you, I think maybe did more research than I did into Jim Cummings, but I know that he did voices of Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. Taz, the Tasmanian devil and Darkwing duck. Those are, those are like the staple things that he did in the nineties as far as TV goes, but viewers or fans of Disney from the nineties may remember him as being the voice of Ed, the hyena in lion King. Um, but more recently, if you're a star Wars nerd, uh, Jim Cummings is the voice of a character named Hondo Onaka in the, some of the animated series. So he gets around. He is all over the place. He's fucking, I would love to emulate that career. That's so amazing. Yeah. And did killer work matching the mouth of uh, the actor? Oh, for real. I did not know until researching that that was not just him. Yeah. I wonder how, I wonder if it was just, they didn't like the sound of this guy's voice or the accent was too thick. Cause clearly he was speaking English, the actor. Maybe it was just, maybe it was still just a thick enough accent. Like you said that it just was, yeah. it just didn't work. But so Kurt, he, he, Kurt comes up to Zian. He's concerned about why did everyone want to fight him? And this why is another those one of those guys try to hurt me. <laughs> That's another one that I can just hear in my head anytime <laughs> I want to. Why those guys try to hurt me? Uh, what do you say is something about And why are they so pissed at me? <laughs> yeah. Zian uh, tells him, he said, I told them that you said that they're not good fighters and that their mothers fuck mules. <laughs> Damn, That'll do Zian. it. Trying to, get, trying to get Kurt killed. Then, uh, then Zian made drunk ass Kurt drive him home in a pedicab. I would have vomited oh, seven times. I, I was thinking home. the same thing, man. I can only imagine the amount of hurling that happened after this. I would not have been in good shape at all. When's, uh, this is neither here nor there. When's the last time that you got sick from drinking. Oh man. Um, um it been a minute, maybe nine, 10 months or thereabouts. Okay. <laughs> um, me and some friends were like hanging out doing a music night <laughs> and everyone was drinking beer or whatever. But me and my buddy, uh, like drank an entire <laughs> bottle of rye between the two of us. <laughs> it was not good. And then we opened a bottle of bourbon and it was shortly thereafter that things okay. got, it got bad, got bad news. I, um, I only ask because mine was literally yesterday. <laughs> I, uh, I I told you the story already, but me and a me and a lady friend had um, three bottles of wine <laughs> between us, and it's been a while since I've gotten drunk off wine. 
and I was that's a bad a drunk too. That's a bad hangover. I was so dehydrated. I oh, was yeah. my legs were cramping in the night, like my calves were cramping up. I was yeah, it was it was not a pretty sight. Yeah. It was one of those where you just like knew that this was this stuff is coming back up here. Yeah. I woke up the next morning with a nifty scar on my forehead from where I accidentally <laughs> face planted into a bass drum and I had fuck you written across my forehead. <laughs> Was that easy to get off? Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll segue back to the movie somehow, some way uh, here. That's a shame, um, but anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, meanwhile, in Thailand, <laughs> um, Kurt was in the arena getting ready to fight a guy. His maiden voyage. Yeah. You, you see the, the opponents doing that same sort of pre-fight ritual that Tom yeah. Poe was doing, which you, what'd you call it? Or the you say Waikru it was? Ram Mui. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, it seems, for whatever reason, like Taylor is trying to intimidate Kurt. Trying to get him psyched out. Because he's telling him, like, oh, this guy seems really mean and tough. Um, I don't know. But they, they start fighting. Kurt's doing a great job of, as he's trained, to dodge the strikes of his opponent. Yeah. The other guy can't seem to land anything. Yeah, Freddie Lee is looking on with great interest during this as well. Yeah, he's sort of... At first, I think he's like sort of thinks, okay, this is not, you know, this guy's not all that, whatever. Yeah. Then the two just start exchanging kicks to the ribs. This is a, a direct ripoff from Bloodsport. Yeah, dude, with the fight against Paco, right? Yeah. Um, just... It was also a Muay Thai guy. But yeah, it was one of those where they're going back and forth one blow for blow until Van Damme just starts going so fast that the other guy can't keep up anymore then van damme starts kicking him in the head until he eventually just knocks him out <laughs> but um yeah dude same same uh same choreography as Bloodsport. van damme was like that scene worked so well the first time we're <laughs> gonna do it again why change it but dude the i mean it's not so much van damme clearly he's got powerful legs and i'm sure yeah. these are powerful kicks but dude the sound effects that they use for those strikes are just like Boom, it boom, sounds like, like it oh. sounds like two hollowed logs bang together. It's just like, yeah, I can't. And they gave Van Damme's kicks a more powerful, you know, heavy sound than the other guys. They've got bass to them. Yeah, dude. It's I so just, crazy. Oh, it sounded like it just fucking destroying that guy's ribs. And Freddie Lee is like not happy. Yeah, about dude, this he's at all. pissed. Zian uh, starts the Naksu Kao chant, yeah, which which uh, Kurt asked, what does it mean? And he, he's told by Taylor that it means the white warrior. Any, anytime someone tries to get the chant started in this movie, their rhythm isn't great. And so it always takes them like <laughs> a few seconds to like get on the same page about saying it. It's like, not so yeah. Uh, so like, just say it. Yeah. One, two, three. Come on. Clap your hands. It caught on. <laughs> yeah. Eventually. Um, so Kurt is screaming at Freddie Lee that he wants Tong Po and Freddie Lee just clenches his fist, which I guess is that's like universal sign language for it's on. <laughs> I love the weird fist clench of affirmation. And I, I want to I want to start bringing that back, like like saying make it because like if someone comes in, if someone on a call or something is like, John, we need you to uh, we need this brochure copy proofed and edited by two will that work and i can just go <sighs> and clench my fist it's very clear what it means so <laughs> that it works um, it's so weird at, at over at the hospital we see eric is seeing kurtz on the front page of this 
whatever fighting publication that he's reading. Yeah. Um, news, he seems travels fast in the fighting world. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking the same thing. Like that is pretty quick turnaround on the printing of that. But Eric seems nonplussed to yeah. see it. He, he wads the thing up and throws it away angrily. Why do you think that is? It's uh, I sort of based is he on jealous? the looks on his face. I think it's equal parts concern and jealousy. Okay. He doesn't like seeing his brother succeed. I think he's no, I think he's, he's jealous because you know, that should be me like, cause I'm the champ, but also yeah. concerned. Like if he's doing this to prove something against Tong Po, then we've already barked up that tree and now I can't walk, you know? Right. So now back at Zian's Kurt and Zian are training. And when, uh, when Taylor arrives with Eric and my Lee straight from the hospital, I guess. And that's where Eric congratulates him on his big win last night or whatever. And I'm like, wait, it was nighttime when Eric was looking at the paper, like they got that shit turned around quick. It went to press immediately. <laughs> it was like either or, or he was looking at that thing at five in the morning or something, maybe like uh, it had just arrived, but either way it was incredibly quick, uh, turn around on the, on the fighting publication there in Bangkok. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Eric, you know, he gives him his, he at least pays lip service to congratulating him on the big fight. And Kurt is telling Eric about how everyone was calling him Naksukau, the white warrior. Yeah. But before he hears about it, he wants breakfast. Yeah. Eric seems pretty, pretty ready to just move on from talking about the fighting. He uh, says he's starving. Ask them what they've got to eat around here. Would you be willing to try some of Taylor's jungle survivor quiche? She asks Wait, what, whatever. What's the secret ingredient? He says cobra heads, cobra heads. So I started to Google this and had typed in, are there cobras? And it auto finished in Thailand. <laughs> That's awesome. And the answer is yes, there are. There are okay. apparently lots of cobras in Thailand. Um, so I don't know if they have some already like packed and ready to go for breakfast or if they're like the Miley get store some. might sell them maybe Miley sells <laughs> cobra heads daily special on cobra heads I have oh, no idea I don't know that I would eat the quiche though I would eat would the you quiche. go for it oh hell yeah what do you what do you think is the nutritional value in a cobra head um probably like chicken <laughs> I would say well I mean I don't know it's like I don't know I don't know either, dude. I'm, I'd be freaked out by it, I'd but still I'm a picky eat eater. Delicious. Um, Cobra head. Yeah. So they, they disappear off to make breakfast or whatever. Then we get a cut to Kurt training on his own at the Stone City. And that's the amazing like silhouette shot. That's iconic. Where it's either sunrise or sunset, something, the amazing like pink skies and, uh, and, Kurt is doing his thing. This probably like the most iconic single image for this movie. I would, I would think you, so. It's stunning. you see the this... silhouette of stone city, you know, you got the pagodas or whatever. And, uh, and dude with the fucking amazing physique and everything yeah, like that. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's a really, really beautiful shot. Way to go guys. So, I feel like this movie and blood sport are, are kind of companion pieces, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like same. So, a lot of the same people involved and all that, but for whatever reason, like this movie just feels like a lot bigger mm -hmm. of a movie to me. I think it's because of the, the epic feeling you get yeah, from the having setting. these visuals and the stuff. The setting feels much more iconic than the only thing that's close. I think in Bloodsport is when he's up at the temple doing splits on the altar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Morning you know, and you're just splits. like, wow, look at the scale, look at the grandeur of, of Hong Kong yeah. or whatever. But Agreed. this movie's got that like, in, in spades, sp you yep, know, 100% agreed. Yeah. It's awesome. 
Um, so meanwhile, back at the, back at the farm, uh, whatever. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> back at the ranch, <laughs> Eric is looking around for Kurt. Uh, Zian tells him that he's off training on his own. I appreciate um, that, uh, Zian's compounds wheelchair accessible. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see a lot of ramps around there, <laughs> well, but yeah, he, he had to get up there somehow. Yeah, I guess, so. <laughs> we don't want to know. I mean, in, in, in life, he stood up and he picked the chair up and he put it back down. Or, I guarantee that, that Zian had ramps. Guaranteed. You think he had some ramps? installed that's Hell awesome yeah. good for zine he's forward looking he is he knows what's up um and we're back at stone city so i guess that was probably sunrise then that he was training yeah uh, supposed to be before like breakfast time yeah yeah so he's training and he seems to hear something that distracts him a little bit just like what is it like chimes or it something sounds almost, like or? when a boss in a video game does a special move or something it's like <laughs> It's like, like yeah. what a, it's just what, a weird little musical cue pulls out their sword or something. It's like, what is that? Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. it disrupts his flow for a moment. So then we cut back to Eric and Taylor are playing cards. Zian is playing some type of like dope ass string instrument. Do you it's, know what that um, is? I do. So, um, that particular one, there's, that's the Thai equivalent of the Chinese, um, Arhuo. Arhuo, or no, it's and it's got two <laughs> strings and the bow is positioned in between the two strings and the Thai equivalent is called a duang. Okay. Yeah. So it's a real thing. Yeah. It's a real, I it's, tried yeah. to play, um, uh, an hour in front of an, like a crowd of, uh, Chinese people like in a, like earlier in the movie when he's in that village and sort of like their crowd <laughs> gathering around him and stuff like that. It's like, I can identify with that, except I never would have touched like some stranger's kid. I <laughs> just drank their water, but like people gathering around because of the novelty of that situation is definitely yeah. a thing because you're in a city of however many million people who have never seen a Westerner before. That's so, awesome. but that, that instrument is like to someone who, when, you know, no knowledge of how to play. I mean, even with a knowledge of how to play a stringed instrument, that's a really challenging instrument to try to play. That's cool, man. Yeah. Um, so now then we're back with uh Kurt at stone city and he's having these like auditory hallucinations. It sounds like <laughs> ancient, ancient combat. It's like sword on sword. It's sound the Cobra Venom from like the quiche. <laughs> yes, he's he's hallucinating. <laughs> uh, he's but, tripping um, balls, man. <laughs> uh, it's like I don't know, dude. It's like the fucking spirit of Muay Thai or whatever ancient warriors. I mean, Zian had told him earlier. He had said, "While you're training here, listen." It reminds me of the scene in Big Trouble in Little China where Egg Shen and da uh, David Lopan yeah. are having their moment, and they're like their ancient warriors, spirit warriors, are fighting yes. each other. It's exactly <laughs> totally. what that reminds me of. So now, uh, now Kurt is walking back home. Yeah. Uh, it seems like a, a thunderstorm is rolling in and then he's lightning <laughs> flashes. <laughs> he, he spies up uh, Miley's moped. And he starts getting creepy and he, he approaches her and she's picking wild, wild flowers, probably for her market or something. She is always, the character is almost always holding flowers or yeah, yeah. Really often she's holding flowers. Is that yes. symbolic? Is it a metaphor? Is it just they wanted some more color in the scene? Maybe to make her seem very pure and yeah. of the earth or whatever. It's always a great pop of color in the scene. I just wondered. I was like, I wonder why. There had to be a reason behind but, it. But anyway. But as he sees her here and like the rain is beginning to sprinkle or whatever, Van Damme does this weird sort of like he cocks his head to the side and it's like this look of resignation on his face that comes off as him being like, 
oh shit, I guess I got to go fuck her now. <laughs> like, it's like, I got, I've cause got no it is just like, I'm, I'm not gonna, I, I, you know, I We're didn't too far along in the process. <laughs> oh, damn to turn it. He's like, now. you know, yeah. He's like, I gotta just go handle my business here. But he, he approaches her in a creepy ass fashion, right? <laughs> like stalks her. He sneaks up on her. Well, he's a ninja. Yeah. And he sort of, picks a flower and he caresses her shoulder or something uh, with the flower. I don't know. He catches her by not surprise. A great move. Not a good move. She's startled as hell, which is never like the best way to, to start a romantic encounter. <laughs> <laughs> I like to catch him by surprise. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. That's, that's problematic. <laughs> don't do that. Um, but yeah, they start to make out as the lightning is crashing yeah, and it you should begins always, to rain. You should always announce your presence before beginning the mating <laughs> ritual, at least. Yes. I like to just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like to jump out from behind a door or a curtain. <laughs> I yeah, sneak into their house when they're not home. And <laughs> Jesus. No, but, uh, it, you know... It seems to work for Kurt because I guess Miley goes for it. Um, they he seems, yeah, he, they he make goes, it. He goes, well, he goes straight like his, Kurt's <laughs> jaw is unhinged. And I feel like Van Damme is the kind um, Van, Van is the kind of actor that goes straight to the tongue in those situations without 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 letting his scene partner oh. know that it's going to happen. And. I don't know. Maybe they had good chemistry and she didn't mind, but it just, it seems so aggressive. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he was, he, Van, both Van Damme and Kurt had seemed like they've been looking forward to this scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, we assume that they probably made it right. They, they made it that night in the, in the wildflowers, in the rainstorm. Oh, they the were the storm bites, that night. Mosquito bites everywhere. I'm sure. Yes. Um, then we cut to another like sort of mini montage almost. Yeah. You got Kurt is doing these jumping, spinning kicks and breaking these pots. Yeah, he's getting got that, hanging filled with he's water. Post coital morning workout. <laughs> in. Like, he's just feeling extra limber. Um, <laughs> and to the, he's doing all this to the delight of everyone except for Eric, who seems Eric is, he's glum. Yeah, he's not impressed. Huh. Um, so, then we got, this is odd, Kurt asking the dog Kiki if Kiki thinks that he's ready. And the dog barks, the apparent dog equivalent of no. Yeah, if you speak dog, you know. Naysaying ass Kiki. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Like, Fuck, man. <laughs> the, that's like the second interaction with that dog that we've seen the whole movie. It's so weird. And then Kiki runs off and Eric approaches and Kurt says, one day that dog is going to believe in me. <laughs> it's like getting the approval of the dog is very important to, uh, I wish that Kurt. they'd set that relationship up previously, but whatever, we'll go with, with him it. and the dog. Yeah. The last time we saw them together, he was being chased <laughs> yeah. by that dog with meat <laughs> hanging from him. Um, but, uh, yeah, Eric is come along to tell Kurt that he doesn't want him to fight Tongpo. No, and, I'm not uh, surprised by this information. Yeah, no. And, and, uh, you know, Kurt says, well, he put you in that wheelchair for life. And Eric says, that's right. And I don't want you in one alongside me. Dude, that's pretty fucking yeah. strong logic. It is very strong logic. Dude, and I will also add Eric's mullet was looking especially luscious in this scene, dude. Yeah, he brought all of his product with him to Thailand <laughs> out to the jungle. It was oiled up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just um, glistening in the daylight. 
But so now Eric swallows a lot of pride and he admits that he should have listened to Kurt before when he told him not to fight him. Uh, Kurt saying that, you know, I can beat him because I've had the training from Zian and Eric's saying, you know, Tong Po's not going to let you out of the ring alive. It's just, you know, this back and forth. Why does, why does everyone think that Tong Po is going to murder Kurt because of the run in with the guys earlier at Miley's store? Probably and, a little bit because of that. Of the bar? I think it's also my guess would be that it's like that, you know, we we crippled the one American and then this other guy like they're still they're back for more like we got to make honor, more of an example. It's an honor thing then. Perhaps. Yeah. It's like, a we got to really make sure these guys never come back around or show, or, you know, prove beyond a shadow of a doubt, I guess that the yeah, whatever just, our, just our local fighters are better than these Americans. It then made me, it then made my logic spin off to ask whether Tong Po had meant to kill Eric and failed that could be. Um, or do they think that just now they've insulted Freddie Lee to the point that Tong Po will be under orders to kill Kurt? So, well, you know, the way they just took Eric out and left him on the curb. Yeah. Probably the the desired result was that he wasn't going to make he it. He was just going to die. Yeah. Right. Thank God for that doctor. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he does God's work. Um, but Kurt tells Eric that, you know, I'm a better fighter now than you ever were and I'll win the fight. And that actually seemed to hurt Eric's feelings. There's a it's a rough line to pass on to your paraplegic ex fighter brother. Yeah. You're never going to fight again. And I'm a better fighter than you ever were visibly wounded. And it's kind of insensitive for for him to drop that line right there. (laughs) It is a little bit, you know, and he is hell bent on revenge basically is what we're getting from this scene. Like he's not going to let it go. Even though the person who he's trying to avenge is asking him to let it go. Right. Um, and about this time, uh, my Lee comes running up and tells Kurt, you know, you got to come quickly. And there's like a dude dressed in an interesting costume delivering a scroll. that's inviting Kurt to fight Tong Po. Right. <laughs> this, I love this bit though, where, uh, my Lee's explaining that, you know, you guys are meant to fight the ancient way, which means hands wrapped in hemp, and dipped in resin and covered in broken glass. Just and feels <laughs> just like I'm walking on broken glass. <laughs> Eric, I think, speaks for all of us watching the movie, and he's like, bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems a little risky, especially when you haven't been training with, you no. know, glass hands. I gotta say, that's a pretty fucking reasonable reaction from Eric. <laughs> Ain't no way that's happening unless there's a shit ton of money involved. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, so... Zian sort of hands the scroll to Kurt and nods at him like, you know, like this is what you asked for, right? You got your wish. That seems to be what's being said there. And Kurt follows Zian off to, to train, I guess. Yeah. And then you got Eric A's yelling as they're walking off. You're not going to fight that asshole like that. I'll kick your ass all over the place. <laughs> He's like, listen to me, Kurt, listen to me. I'm your, I'm your big brother in the voice of reason somehow at this oh, point. Man, in the movie. Yeah. Somehow when you're listening, when you feel like Eric's now the reasonable one, something's gone wrong yeah. here. Um, Interesting to think about. They should do a recut of this, of the, like a trailer of this movie with some serious music where it's just like, 
Kurt insane, <laughs> revenge obsessed. So yeah, now we're night training at Stone City. Love it. Which is also fucking badass. Zian's got these like red hot spears that he's been cooking in the fire yeah. out there. He's <laughs> waving them in Kurt's face. He's yeah. dodging him. That seems like fucking dangerous ass training. Some great cinematography there, though. The colors oh, yeah, are dude, crazy it's so cool. Epic looking. But um and how strong must Zian's forearms and everything be to be waving these metal rods, you know, metal <laughs> rods, you know, five, six foot long metal rods around dude's fucking he's yoked up. He's got that yeah, old man strength. Yeah, he does. For real. <laughs> he's wiry. <laughs> um, but, uh, so as they're training, you know, he's hearing again the flashback of Zian telling him while we train here, listen, and he's having the full on now hallucinations. He's seeing the ancient warriors fighting and they're wearing the full armor. They're fighting with spears and swords and stuff like this. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's all come full circle, I guess. He's tapped in. He's listening with his mind, heart and whole being. The Eagle is probably somewhere watching, one night we can't he see him. There, <laughs> he's like the eagles off to the side, jerking off, mouth breathing. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking creeping on him. Um, <laughs> perved out eagle. He's like, I've been waiting for this moment. Pervy eagle sounds like a cool like punk band. <laughs> uh, and then I guess cut to next day. We're at this like lush estate. It's a lush garden. <laughs> yeah, Freddie Lee and his right hand man have come to see some rich fat cat that they call the Master Warlord. His name is Tao Liu, the Master Warlord. Oh, nice. There's fucking bikini babes everywhere. Dude's getting a massage. He's getting that poolside rubdown, baby. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's like this guy is living life right. I want to hang out with him. I want to see a movie about him. The Master Warlord. <laughs> yes. How did he get that title? I it's want a porn. to be known as Master Warlord. That's a porn. Um, <laughs> but uh, so Freddie Lee is telling them that he's arranged a fight between Tong Poe and an American. Everyone laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> and this is another one that I can hear anytime I want to in my head where uh, Freddie Lee says, he has been trained by Chan Chow. <laughs> and laughter abruptly stops. And then uh, Master Warlord is like, Chan Chow, which I guess Chan is the the pronunciation of Zian. I'm gonna shrug here too. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> Zian, Zion, or Zian, and then Chan. Chan Chow. He has been trained by Chan Chow. <laughs> but yes, he's basically there. Uh, <laughs> he's promised, you know, he's assuring Master Warlord that Tongpo is going to win the fight. He says, you know, they will fight the ancient way. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine then. That's fine. Cool. And then he's telling him, you know, I want to borrow a million dollars to bet on Tongpo. And uh, <laughs> Master Warlord says, I trust you will not fail me. That's a lot and, of money for a, for a fight bet. Well, you would think the odds are not going to be good enough to make that very profitable, even if you win. That's a good I mean, Tom point. Tom Poe doesn't lose. It's like, I'll bet a million dollars for the chance to win 50,000. Yeah, that's, it's a good point because, and maybe that's why I'm so awestruck by the amount of money because there's no one, there can't be anyone in Bangkok that would think that, that Tong Po is going to lose that fight regardless of some who, American guy. Uh, yeah. You know, even if he trained, trained with Chan Chow, like, <laughs> unless word got around town. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, yeah, Master Warlord is saying, I trust you will not fail me. And uh, 
Freddie Lee says it's all being arranged. We have assurances, sir. No, yeah, don't so, worry your pretty little face, Master Warlord. So now we cut to uh, this awkward scene, or more than awkward. Now we cut yeah. to the scene. Uh, My Lee has been kidnapped and she's been brought before Tong Po. Tong Po sort of starts to slap her around a little bit. We hear like her clothes ripping. Yeah, he's like smiles and stands and starts to like disgustingly lick his lips. And so I think the right the writing is on the wall for what's about to happen here to poor Miley. There's and not a whole lot to say about this scene. It's just an un pleasant revolting scene all around and to their credit they didn't they didn't show a lot because they didn't need to we know what kind of monster tong po is at this point and so um so fuck you tong po you asshole now we're at the bookies headquarters or the betting parlor or whatever it is and bets are being laid down for the fight freddie lee enters with his briefcase he walks straight to the back room plops that some bitch down and opens it up it's filled with cash and he says Tongpo. <laughs> That's fucking awesome, dude. That's it. Uh, so then we cut back to Miley is back with Zian and she's crying and um and and Zian is consoling her or comforting her. Yeah, that's rough. It's a tough scene, dude. And Zian is clearly enraged. Um, but you know, there's not a whole lot he can really do about it. Right. At this point. So at this point, they gotta let Kurt be in the zone. It's all on Kurt now to to get the vengeance that they all want. So in a in a fixed up fight that he has no chance of winning right yeah dude so we'll leave it here we'll find out how this fight plays out with tong po in the next chapter the final chapter final round fight (laughs) of our uh of our awesome awesome breakdown of kickboxer so we'll check you guys out next time we'll be back we'll be back